put it all on seven. Lady Luck, they call her Lady Luck, blowing them down. When she kisses me, I'm in heaven. Snake eyes. Snake eyes? Snake eyes? Hello and welcome back to the Weekend Spread presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host Bobby Howard. With me today we got Jameson, we got Ty, and we got Bowden Blake here to talk about yet another slate of picks. Boys, we're getting down the stretch. Only a couple weeks left and it is a bottleneck at the bottom. Me, Ty, and Blake are all tied at 48 and 53 and Jameson is uh, just, just inches ahead at 50 and 51 so narrowly close to 500 um guys uh how do we feel about our week jameson i'll let you start as the uh incumbent uh, leader i don't feel good about it and i'll tell you why because i was very strategic in picking a friday game for my wild card pick last week saying oh i'm only one game back i mean i'm a half game back i guess at 500 if i just get one dub i'm at 500 and it'll feel good and if anyone saw the atrocity that happened in boise state wyoming my God, I, I, I don't know if I can hate Wyoming anymore. I really I really can't. We were fading Wyoming ever since like a couple of weeks ago, and I've been loving it. And last second 75-yard touchdown in slop? Like, can I even go after Wyoming again? Is it taboo now? Is it like what do I do? It, it's the I told the you slop. you're gonna mess with them too much and they're gonna kick you in the jaw, and that's what happened. <laughs> I said, just stay away from that dirty team. <laughs> they're not the good. I watched they that pretty much the majority of the game. That offense was miserable. Wyoming's offense is weird. so, so bad. But they're they, good, bad. They're not bad, bad. That's the problem. Uh, that's how college football is, though, is even a garbage team like Wyoming can be sneaky and weird and pull something like that out, um, which is incredible uh, because Boise – the fact that Boise scrapped all their way, all the way to that cover and then have it ripped from them, just oh, what talk about just pulling, you know, defeat from the jaws of victory, in, in, incredible stuff. Um, Ty, how are you feeling? Good, obviously. I'd like to point out two things. First, I have done no actual calculation for this, but I I don't think anyone would argue that this is true. I've done the most movement on the scoreboard of anyone this season. I've been in last. I've been in first. I've been in second a lot. I've just been all over because uh, that's how it is when you're shooting from the hip. Um, second, I'd like to point out, not trying to be like a sore like loser or anything. I, I just think it's funny. I'd like to point out my abysmal wild card performance Thank this you. season as we have the wild card up there. I would be winning right now if we didn't pick wild cards, actually, <laughs> because I've only hit uh, maybe three, I think two all season, one being my pot agreed. So publicly give an apology for what you did last week. I, that was, that was, ungentlemanly i will say i i made an attempt to derail an addict <laughs> for my own personal gain actually there's no gain to winning this you picked texas state boco as a favorite in the game this season which out, they lost little, pretty comfortably i went on a little monologue i pointed out you know it it was it was very low risk because of what's one loss High reward because, like I like I said, I would have gotten an addict back on the train 
um, of, of just losing with Texas State, but I should have known better. I do want to point out for for the viewers that our, our trophy that I made last year, I don't know if anyone remembers, but I will pass it on to the next winner. The, the regular season trophy uh, used to be worth about, I think, one cent maybe as these old glow sticks but I've added two old parking passes to it, uh, which oh, raises its in theory value to, I think, over $500. So we have a nice expensive trophy now. Incredible. And I, I, I got to say, if you want to talk about how up and down Ty has been, let me read off some stats. Uh, this four-week stretch just sums Ty up. And week six, he went six and two. Next week, three and five. Next week... Five, uh, five and three, good job. And then the next week he went three and six. So just just a very up and down for Ty. He's riding the roller coaster. Uh, so Blake, the Tathan bet finally landed. I'm thrilled. I'm pumped. It hit for me too. Uh, our over-unders are doing good this season. Yep. I was like looking at it, really the only big one I'm going to miss is Michigan. I thought they were going to go under, but saying Jim Harbaugh's a fraud, I will die on that hill till the day I die. But I got some good news with UNLV and finally got that win. Some bad news. Nevada is probably my future there is not going to hit. They are not going to make it to the Mountain West Championship. Fraud ass. San Diego State's going to be there. Brady Hoke in the the dumbest team. Just uh, don't even get me started on how they're ranked so high. But it is a good week for the Shield because as this week's rankings came out, we now have two or no three ranked teams coming to the shield well we only have one ranked team leaving so i'm thinking this is a pretty good deal (laughs) we had one that lost to kansas one that lost to baylor and we're gaining three ranked teams so i feel like this is a nice trade the shield buy the shield stock now because it can never be higher Look, the SEC teams lost to the bottom two teams according to Ty's preseason poll in the Big 12. Yep. (laughs) That's my preseason poll had Kansas. Two wins. Everyone doubted me. (laughs) They were doubters. (laughs) I I mean, look, I got to say, I don't know why y'all want Texas to leave. You're going to lose so much schadenfreude. It's going to be incredible. And uh, over in the SEC, we'll be able to beat up on them. They'll be orange Vandy. And I can't wait for it. It's going to be great. Um, so anyways, enough preamble. Let's get into the picks. Starting out with a Pac-12 matchup, the number three ranked Oregon Ducks traveling to Utah, uh, who are three-point favorites. Uh, so these lines provided by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code TPPN to sign up uh, for sure if you're in that state. So uh, Jameson, as the leader, you've... Uh, Wrong. Uh, I'm going last. You're going last? As the leader, you've elected to go last. So Jameson's (laughs) going last. I'll kick us off here. Number three, Oregon, at number 23, Utah. The Utes, three-point favorites. And look, Oregon, I feel like it's just been ready to fall apart this entire season. They've had close misses back to, like, just all the time. Even in the wins that they look like relatively decisive, they they still look sloppy. Uh, Last week was uh, no was just another example uh, struggling with a Washington state team that has a new coach. Cause they fired him like halfway through the season uh, at home. And, you know, I, I think the ducks are getting ready to get knocked out here by a Utah team that has been on the rise the past couple weeks um, ever since switching up their quarterback. Uh, 
and look, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to beat them twice. And I I kind of think they're wobbly here. I think this is I think this is when they go down. Um, you, uh, Salt Lake City can be a pretty relatively raucous atmosphere. Uh, so give me Utah to uh, to win. Get the just win straight up. Get the cover, all of it. I think the Utes have a big night here, and uh, a, another college football playoff um, contender goes down. So give me Utah, Blake. I'm riding with you, Bobby. This has been a completely different team since Cam Rising took over the reins. Charlie Brewer, wow. Like, I thought he'd be a good quarterback for them, like what he was at Baylor. But, wow, was that a failed experiment. But now we're coming back into it. They have one loss with him as the starter. And I will give any pack team one loss in that crazy conference because everybody somehow beats everybody. But I just think... Yeah, Oregon is just, they don't blow teams away. They let teams stay there, even when they're handily, like last week versus Washington State, they were handily beating them, but they're allowing them to stay within 7, 14 points consistently. They just don't have that killer instinct. And so I think at some point, you like some point Utah's going to win. If it's not this time, it's going to be next time. I'm going to take him here, but I found an interesting stat today and just kind of exposing some of the bias and just horrible mathematics that the playoff like presents. So they use ESPN's FPI metrics in order to help decide which teams are stronger, which teams aren't. If Utah loses this game, they have a 65% chance of making the Rose Bowl, but if they win this game, they have a 35% chance. And so I don't understand the math on that. It makes no sense. The FPI is a botched metric. I'm not a math guy, but that seems botched right there. How can you lose a game and more likely make the Rose Bowl? I don't want any of that ESPN, that SEC, that collusion crap. Give me Utah. I want to see them in the Rose Bowl this year, and I have a future on them. So I think it has to do with Oregon, the potential of Oregon making the playoff. Um, if they lose, I guess it, it bolsters Oregon's playoff chances. But if they win, then Oregon, it basically becomes a one-game like uh, you know, playoff for the Rose Bowl. Of course, Bobby defending ESPN and SEC's <laughs> metrics, you know, just to kind of, oh, yeah. what's new, what's new? The SEC has been secretly funding the Schooner Pod this entire time, as you can tell mm-hmm. by our stellar production value. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, Ty, who do you got? Yeah, I, I kind of concur with, well, I don't know. I, this whole FPI and, and math debate between... Bobby and Blake. I, I do understand that no one that works where Blake works understands anything about math. Um, oh. Everyone, everyone that lived through 2008 knows that. But <laughs> um, I will say, I will say, uh, I do like the FTI. Um, I like Utah here personally. I Oregon. Everybody knows I'm a big. I, I like Oregon. I, I get a soft spot for for Oregon. Um, but I just don't – I don't understand there. It's all based on Ohio State. It's based on that one win that was way early in the season. Um, and that's the only reason. I it Had Oregon lost that game and then also lost to Stanford, I could see them being ranked like 20th right now. Like it's not – I just don't – under this whole super, super hype about the Ohio State win does not make sense to me. Um, Oregon, like Blake said, has been pretty flawed. Um, and we've seen a lot of – of mistakes. Oregon to me is, is a lot like OU this season um, it, with the difference being they've got a lot of respect from the rankings. So I can really see this being one of their tougher challenges coming up besides the, you know, the win over Ohio state. 
Um, and I, I like Utah here, especially at Utah. So give me Utah minus three. This is why Bobby Blake and I are at a three-way tie for the bottom, I guess. <laughs> Jameson's going to be a little island boy here, probably. Yeah, you're exactly right. I'm going to yep. pick Oregon. Yep. <laughs> and, and, here, and here's why. And this is not just because I'm trying to be on an island. Um, Utah, yes, ha- they have been impressive. Um, but the problem is with them is I don't – know if I believe in their defense wholeheartedly um, to think that they're like up and up and can be a competitive team. You know, they're very talented on offense. We talk about their offense and their passing attack and change the quarterback and all of that. Um, but I got burned on them, you know, about a, what a three or four weeks ago um, whenever uh, they played Oregon state and just, they could not stop Oregon state for the life of them. It was a miserable watch. Utah came out strong and then completely didn't have the whole game. And after that, you know, last week only beating Arizona by nine points is also concerning to me. Arizona is a, a team that's absolutely embarrassing in the pack. It's a look well, ahead. It's a look ahead spot. Mm-hmm. They're okay. This that, is yeah, like I, their championship this year. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I can agree to that. And you see that with Baylor, they had a look ahead um, jump. But I just, I just, I'm going to take Oregon here. I, I understand uh, there's a lot of hype around Utah, um, but I'm just going to stick with Oregon. Okay, there you go. Uh, Jameson's an island boy. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, incredible. All right, next up, uh, the marquee matchup of the week, the number seven Michigan State Spartans traveling to the horseshoe to take on Ohio State. A hefty 19-point line for the Buckeyes. Uh, Jameson, are you, uh, are you, are you um, maybe dissuaded by this uh, big number? Do you think the Spartans can get a cover here? I, this is tough for me. This is probably the toughest line for me of this whole week because uh, also similar to similarly to what I was talking about with Utah, Michigan State's defense did not impress me at all versus Purdue either. It was another time where just like Purdue, I felt like was getting what they wanted um, versus that defense. And when you don't hear that often, usually Michigan State has a pretty scrappy defense. Ohio State's offense is a juggernaut. And that is probably the most powerful offense in college football right now. And I don't think that's a probably. I think that it is. I'll just go out and flat out say it. Uh, I think Ohio State's going to get what they want, and Michigan State isn't powerful enough of an offense to keep up with them. So I'm going to take Ohio State on the 19. Okay, Ty? Yeah, this one, like Jameson said, this one is rough. I think this is the roughest one that we have um, all week, including uh, possibly the next one. Uh, We got another pretty rough one coming up, but – I think Ohio State is going to absolutely work Michigan State in this game. But 19 does seem like a lot. There was a time not too long ago that many people on this pod were hyping up certain players on Michigan State's offense as Heisman frontrunners, which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> He's like third and second That's or third and Like Come second on. and odds. That is like, ridiculous. That, that is a Big Ten offensive player that doesn't go to okay. We are coming from the same the podcast that was like, oh, like Lincoln Riley getting Caleb Williams to New York. That's going to be such a great accomplishment. Oh, my gosh. Like Caleb that, Williams is definitely what, there. What Caleb is? Williams is in getting Oklahoma, okay. right now. What is more an Oklahoma quarterback winning the Heisman? That's happened like literally almost – what is it like 10% of the time for the past 20 years or a, a, a big 10 offensive player that doesn't go to Ohio state winning the Heisman. can't win the Heisman if he's right in the pine though. Okay. What he um, did for half that Baylor game. But anyways, so it was two shooting, drives. That's shooting, bad. Yeah, Caleb Williams was bad. Yeah. Well, he's I'm not, not saying he is bad. He's, he's not, not going, going to New York anymore. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. not 
Yeah, he will eventually. But shooting from the hip here, um, I really like Ohio State to win big. Um, but 19 just seems like a lot. I Give me – I'm going to get burned on this one. Shoot it. Give me Michigan State just barely, but I like Ohio State big. Mike? Yeah, I'm going to ride with Jameson here. I just think what we saw Purdue-Michigan State-wise, Michigan State can just get burned from the deep, pa- deep bomb, deep pass, like – that's what Ohio State has been feasting on. And it's super sad because it's like, I really want Michigan State to do well. But, like, the one thing Ohio State's really, really vulnerable for is their defense. And their run defense is eh, but their pass defense is horrible. So you got to be able to throw it over the top of them. That's why Purdue was able to come in and kind of at least score some points on Ohio State. Like, it was obviously a blowout because Purdue's defense couldn't stop anything, but Michigan State can't throw it downfield at all. Like we saw that in Michigan, they had two straight, like they had two interceptions on like the first two or three drives. Like it was bad, and like that's the way you have to beat uh, Ohio State, and that's more suited for a Alabama. Not maybe Florida's defense is good enough, but you need those like really high, over the top passing teams, which Michigan State's not. So I just don't see any edge. So I got to ride with Ohio State. Yeah, I look. I, I get that Ohio State had a very good performance against Purdue, but I, I don't know. I I still think they're just too hot and cold for me to give them a nineteen point spread against Michigan State. You know, for all of the Spartans' uh, issues that they've had, I I just I, I don't know. Nineteen is just too many points to give up for me. Um, I wouldn't pick this game. I wouldn't bet this game if I didn't have to. Um, because that that nineteen is just a, a a dirty tricky number, you know. I I could very much see Ohio State, you know, winning this by, you know, a a last second, you know, twenty like touchdown push it to twenty one, but also like, I don't know. What about it, a Michigan State <laughs> sad field goal to get a backdoor cover? Right. That's true. <laughs> a last second twenty one point lead. <laughs> In this situation, I go with yeah. sad field goal. Yeah. Give me Sparty. Shout out my guy Roy. Uh, so I'm, I'm going, I'm going Sparty for Roy. So I like, yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone has a bad take here. A, a 19 point line in a top 10 game is absurd. Yeah, it really is. It, it really is. Yeah. But that's, that, I think that speaks to Ohio state though, is like how insanely explosive they are, but it's, it's hard to bet on explosiveness because it's kind of random at times. There's so much uh, brand here too. Yeah. Who knows? So much brand big, Twi- big 10 network would be very happy. Uh, to, to be hyping this one up all week. All right, moving on to the Big 12. Here's a game that Blake did not want to talk about. Kansas at TCU. The Frogs favored by 22 and a half. Um, the Jayhawks riding high after a massive win against Texas on the road. Uh, first road win since 2008, back when Mark Mangino and, uh, and Todd Reese... Todd Reesing were uh, patrolling the sidelines together. So it, it, incredible for the Jayhawks. They got their two wins. Uh, the, the, the Kansas, uh, you know, over half win, is it, it is dead. So uh, very, very dead. Um, anyways, I'm going to go with, you know, honestly, with TCU struggling you know they, they lost their, their their star child out you know Chandler Morris is is will be out for this uh probably not going to have Zach Evans as well so they're down to zero scholarship running backs um I I, I don't I really don't get why TCU's laying or getting 22 and a half points uh especially because that's a program that is 
uh, kind of struggled with Kansas in the past. I feel like um, yeah. over over the past uh, let's say six seven years, they've they've given up a couple scares, even straight up lost to the Jayhawks uh, one year. So you know, I, I know they they took Gary out of the situation, but let's be real, like. This is a this is a program that still for some reason struggles with Kansas. Uh, Twenty two is way way too much, and um, I don't know. The Jayhawks might be looking for blood here, depending on de- depending on who they uh, go with at quarterback. I know that guy who um, let them do that big Texas win. He is uh, dealing with like he might have to burn his red shirt. So that's a, that's a question. He officially did, but he did burn he it. He did burn it. Okay, so he did yep. burn it. Okay, well in that case, I feel even better. Give me the Jayhawks plus twenty two and a half. Like, yep. I'm just gonna flip opposite and just hope that Jerry kills doing a classic Gary Patterson maneuver where you say like the entire team is out with injuries and then you have like at least a few that come back. I think last week is just OSU's a lot better team. They're really good defensively and like an offensive offense that just is kind of inconsistent at times. That's horrible. So we weren't able to get anything going. And then our defense is on brand. But this Kansas team is, like, really bad. Like, they still are bad. They had their one flash in the pan. We saw it a little bit against OU when they came out, kind of gave them that scare. They got it completely demolished the next weekend. They only kind of have these spurts. They are probably riding high this week. I saw the guy, the fullback that uh, won the game for them, was filming Applebee's commercials today that are going to run in Kansas. So they're obviously, they're taking NIL deals. They're not, they are distracted by all that uh, jazz when it comes to being in Texas. But Give me TCU. Give me TCU. The, They're distracted. The NIL has ruined the Kansas fullback. They, they literally don't know how to win. They don't know how to win because they don't win. So it's like they don't know how to handle. A, a, this is the this is their Super Bowl. Like That's this is point. what's going to keep them going for the next five years. So. That's fair. They, they get up for big big teams like OU and Texas. I don't know if they would uh, they would get up for uh, like the yep. TCU's of the world. You know. Uh, half empty, uh, you know, Amanjeet Carter Stadium with a bunch of sad, soggy frat boys out there. If even that, like, I just think nobody's going to this game. I'm going to be in Fort Worth that weekend, and I'm not even going to this game. So fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Ty, who do you got? Yeah. I, so first, I got a bone to pick. Or really, it's it's proportionally a little weird, but I did a quick hand rendering of, of TCU's mascot, which I don't know why I did this. Actually, actually pretty good. It's actually good. All that while well, I go to art school. So all the uh, all the viewers, anyone that could see my post-it note, 30-second drawing can also see the whatever. But like what what is this? What is what is that? It's like this frog has some like the frog's got a frog's got a rack. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> it's a are six pack. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some big ass. What is that on the chest right there? That's a that's some big it's ass. horns. No, not on the head. The horns are on the head. Well, it that's has horns all over the place. On the chest? Those are some titties. Those are not. Those are not. <laughs> at most, it's a, at worst, it's a six pack, but Bobby's right. It's horns. Like, Anyways, um, I was going to say, yeah, I'm disappointed, Bobby, in our, our graphic <laughs> design that we didn't do the, uh, the chain smoking Jayhawk. But yeah, this game. I do not understand why TCU has 22 and a half. At the same time, this is Kansas we're talking about. Kansas hit the over two wins. Nobody said it could happen. I did. Many people are saying I might be the smartest person ever commentate on football. Many people are saying that. Uh, not me, but many people. Um, they hit it. I don't, 
I don't like 22 and a half for TCU, but at the same time, it's like, that's a nipple right there. That's not a nipple. There's no that, nipple in there. It has a six pack. There's literally nothing, Ty. It, it, no, no, no. It does have a nipple. six pack, which is weird. Right and at the, look, the pencil. What is that? Okay. That's not okay. a nipple. So here we go. It, uh, Jameson <laughs> knows a bit of anatomy. If that's a six pack, what is this little nub at the base Maybe of the six Maybe his foot pack? on the back the side mm, of the Enhance. Mm. That's that's a good call. That's a very good call, Blake. I like that. I, I was looking at yes. um, the the chest of the frog. I'm I'm not seeing six packs. I'm that's seeing. a four pack. Yeah, yeah. A bit of a bulge. I'm, but what is this? Hold on. That is yeah, I think the back the back foot. I agree. No, 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 no. no, no. Got, Hold on. Enhance. Follow, oh no, his, that's questionable. That's a questionable a nub right there. This is they great. They're reptiles. They don't produce <laughs> milk. We're not talking about <laughs> a nipple. We're talking. We, we, I kind of think that's something. The nipples would be. It's up questionable. Here. You can't. Well, see. here's the deal, Blake. You're assuming that this drawing was made accurately to that of a horn frog and is perfect reptile. I, I I think that we know that artists can be a little weird sometimes. It has a massive jaw. What are you saying, Blake? I'm sorry. Oh, it's just a little beefier than a normal horn frog. They're usually flatter and longer. True. <laughs> it's a beefy frog. Chain smoking frog. It's the look, look at that beefy boy. It's the perspective, right? He's got he's got this length, but then you turn him, you know. Why is it's its left arm is way bigger than its right arm. <laughs> it must be left handed. It's perspective, Bobby. It's perspective. No. Also, why like does it have a six like pack it. or like a, like a little? Like why does it have arms, abs? The arm, if the like arm chest. in the background is noticeably larger than the arm in the foreground, then the arm in the background is being represented as as larger. Okay. Okay. You wonder why I didn't want to choose this game? It's because we're not even talking about football. Yeah. No. Boy. It's your turn, Blake. So you might as well jump in. He already picked. <laughs> he already picked. I already picked. I literally already picked. I picked oh, literally lost so the <laughs> You went on a rant about like, the- my my. I had this nice, juicy, tasty parlay tonight, and Abilene Christian just like put a dagger in my heart and banked in a nice three to, to send it to overtime. This happened last night. Pepperdine had a nice, tasty parlay got ruined because of right. Utah Valley banking Let's, in shots. We gotta so. we gotta move past this. Game. We gotta move back. We've talked way too much about the horn frog. What are you? What are you? Rest. What are you picking? What are you picking, Ty? Are we about to move? I haven't even I'm, heard I'm Ty's in our mind. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Jameson noticed. I was trying to get through it without actually ever. <laughs> <pick it. laughs> well, I need to pick it. I like this. I like this spread. I want to pick it. Uh, all right, go for it now. Give me Kansas here. I hate it. I know I'm gonna get burned. I didn't want to. I literally tried to go through without committing to anything. I tried to start a storyline and get everyone distracted. Uh, but yeah, give me Kansas. Okay, uh, Jameson, you're up. Yeah, so um, I really like this because I believe Blake, were you the one who sent us the uh, the injury report or the whatever where Chandler Morris is hurt? And that Bobby was they're talking uh, about that in the press conference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they also said in that press conference that Chandler Morris is probably going to play. So if you're already at this point where he has an injury, and but it's Tuesday before the Saturday in college football, and they're saying he's probably going to play. That's really downplaying that injury, and I mean, I'm not buying too much into it because that usually, if it was kind of serious, they take it to the game time decision because it just makes sense strategically to do that. Um, and plus, uh, Kansas, uh, if you look at their depth chart for this weekend, 
Jason Bean is listed as the starter for this game. Give me TCU. Hammer it. Okay. You're flipping on the Bean Man. You're flipping on the, the Bean, bean Man. Wow. The Bean Man has been struggling the whole year, and then they send in Jalen Daniels, and this man had an absolute game last week. Three yes. touchdowns, no interceptions, and ran all over Texas. You, you, you stab love- Boko in the back. You stab the bean man in the back. Who who aren't you going to just throw love, under the bus, James? Wait, can I just Wyoming. say, I love, <laughs> I love the logic that you can't trust an injury report or a roster for an injured player because it might be trickery, and then immediately picking TCU because the bean man <laughs> listed as the starter. <laughs> Incredible. Just All amazing. right, moving on to another like crap. Bobby didn't trust a guy named Joey. Okay, we'll move past that. Um, <laughs> moving on to another craptastic game in the Big 12. The mighty Texas Longhorns travel to uh, West Virginia uh, to take on the Mountaineers. West Virginia favored by two and a half here. Uh, the Horns, honestly, as low as they've been maybe ever. First five-game losing streak since 1956. I was back in the Bud Wilkinson era, folks. Um, Jameson, I'll, I'll, I'll let you start. Uh you you and Ty, big Texas pickers uh, for the past couple seasons. It, what do you what do you say to this? What what is wrong with your horns? Blah. I I don't like any of this. I don't like West Virginia. I don't like Texas right now anymore. Yes, I was big on Texas in the preseason, um, but obviously the culture there is just complete trash. Um, ever since the whole all gas and run out of gas symptoms happened with the third and fourth quarter collapses. Um, it's just completely taken the life out of that team. And then B. John Robinson being out for the season with a di- dislocated elbow, like like how much left does this Texas team have in the tank to actually go out and try to win this game? But the problem is West Virginia has looked like absolute doo-doo as well. Like how am I going to pick West Virginia here? I want to pick West Virginia so bad. Um, so, so bad. Um, but I just can't because I, I just don't see it from, them. I think, I think Texas might screw around and actually get bowl eligible and pull off an upset this week and then maybe go to Manhattan with some kind of, um, you know, you know, if they get one more win, they're bowl eligible. I can see that. So I'm going Texas. Okay. Ty, who do you got? Give me oh. Texas. All right. They, I understand abysmal performance I, it seems like well they played at kansas right or did they play no it was, in, it, it was at home Austin. okay yeah so what i think what happened maybe was uh sark just one day discovered that he could drive like a few hours to go riverboat gamble uh, in louisiana or or to uh to riverwind or not riverwind uh windstar no free sponsorships but um that'd be a yeah. long ass drive it would be, but he makes enough money to maybe had a helicopter, yeah, um, just like Logan Roy did, and just helicopter yeah. it. Oh god, such a! I didn't think they were going to be able to do as interesting of a season than they did so far. Uh, all that being said, I think Texas obviously super disappointing win. Kansas, ooh, that is rough at home too. Uh, but I think they bounce back. West Virginia, fundamentally not as good of a team, uh, not as good of athletes. So give me Texas to sort of get a little chip on their shoulder, maybe bounce back. I think Texas has this one uh, outright. So a West Virginia favorite, even at West Virginia. Uh, give me the horns here. So, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, off-season-wise, we'll just, like, transition and be a succession podcast. Um, Blake, who do you got? 
Yeah, uh, I I think I'm going to go West Virginia, and this is a horrible spot because you're really, this is, if you're going to buy it on Texas, now is the time to buy in because they're definitely the more talented team than West Virginia. The West Virginia team has inspired no confidence whatsoever. They'll rattle off a somewhat good win or somewhat good performance, then follow it up like two or three weeks in a row, which is poor, poor, poor performances, but I felt like Bijan Robinson is kind of the, was the only thing keeping this team together. There's just nothing. Just I, I just kind of want to see this whole wagon of Texas just fall apart this year, and I think this would just ultimately doom it. And just looking at the past histories uh, between Texas and West Virginia, like honestly, like Texas obviously recruit recruits the better recruits. They probably have should have the better team, but. West Virginia plays them close a lot. Like last year, they only lost by four. The previous year, they only lost by eight. Like they play good. They play good. Like they play good football against Texas, and I don't understand it. And I feel like West Virginia kind of made it a rivalry at one point. Like they were really big into the horns down and stuff. And so it's just like a weirdly significant game for them. So I'm just going to roll with them. I just, I pray, I pray that West Virginia just blows them out of the water. And it's just, it's all over with Texas. That's what I want. Yeah, Blake, I'm kind of with you here. Um, because that weird West Virginia having a rival, oh, it was a one-sided rivalry. Texas did not care about West Virginia, but West Virginians really don't like Texas at all. Like it, it, it is a thing in uh, Morgantown for sure. Um, Everyone hates Texas anyways. They're, they're kind of like the Lakers of the Big 12. But like when the Lakers were, you know, like had Smush Parker as their uh, starting uh, point guard. So my thing is, I, in a tight game like this, I hate West Virginia this year. I've, I've been dogging them all season long. Um, but at the same time, it's it's a little different in Morgantown. And I, I think they'll have that extra edge with that crowd behind them. Um, it's an 11 a.m. game. I don't know if that really changes much with these people. They'll, they'll be drinking moonshine starting at, at 5 a.m. So I'm going to go with the home crowd and um, West Virginia to get this win. And Texas just keeps tumbling deeper and deeper into the abyss. And we uh, start to wonder, you know, is Sark uh, is Sark's seat hot if they lose this? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but anyways, let's move on to teams that actually kind of – or one team that matters – the number nine ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys traveling to Lubbock, uh, who just had uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who just had a massive, massive win over uh, Iowa State, uh, thanks to a 62-yard boot to give them the win. The Pokes favored by 10.5 here, uh, and they have just gone a full 180 since struggling to miss uh, Missouri State and Tulsa. Uh, the, completely unrecognizable since the start of the season. Um, let me tell, let me say this. I, I think OSU is on a mission. I think they're, they're, they're different this year. I think they, that defense is so incredibly good. They, they, they win games. Uh, they've given up, I believe something like seven or six points in the past, like, uh, like three second halves. And that team and that defense that they trotted out was like a third string defense. So OSU's rolling here. Um, and because of that, I, I think that defense, that grit, that that, tra- that that translates on the road. And I think they get a win over Texas Tech. I think they cover easily. Um, this line is just kind of running high off Joey McGuire and that big win um, over Iowa State. But I, I, 
I don't think Tech's that good. Um, so give me Oklahoma State to get a big cover here. Like, yep, I ten and a half points in Lubbock is too many points for me. And I talked about it last week. I said Joey McGuire effect. He's not coaching, but it gives them hope, and they really rallied behind him last week. And doing a little transitive property bath, uh, Texas Tech beat Iowa State. Iowa State is OSU's one loss. I think Texas Tech, like Sunny Company, what he's doing there is honestly pretty good for an interim coach. I'll back my boy. As long as TCU doesn't hire him, I will back my boy. So get any Sunny Company in the Red Raiders. If you can kick a 60-plus 60, 60 yard field goal, you're in any game. You're in any game. So give it to it. Give it to me. Give me the points. Ten and a half is too juicy. Okay, okay. Play code with the Red Raiders. Uh, Ty, who do you got? I can't do a, a good enough impression, but as uh, as the late great Adam Sandler R.I.P. once said, uh, he's not dead; just hasn't made a good movie since Billy Madison. Um, this is how I win. This is how I separate from Blake and, and the rest of the group. Slam that OSU over. OSU getting a lot more love than they deserve, I believe, from the CFP. Um, I think they're a good team. I'm not sure that they're a top 10 team. Uh, I'm not sure that anyone in the Big 12 is this season, to be fair, uh, just to sort of hedge my my uh, my statements there. I'm not saying that OU deserves to be and, and OSU doesn't. Um, but I think Oklahoma State is one of those teams, especially with Mike Gundy, that they get hype and then they ride it. Like, you know, they surf that hype wave. They're not one of those teams um, – I think that buys into the, to use the save and like the rat poison, right? Like a lot of teams get this sort of more respect than they deserve or a lot of respect uh, and they buy into it too much and they start to relax. Oklahoma state outside of, you know, a few games that you could argue like the bedlam, like against OU and then some other stuff where just certain people have their number. Oklahoma state is generally an overperforming team. So I really like them to go to a, to Amarillo or whatever Texas tech is uh, located in. Uh, I do that bit every time. Um, and I like them to win by at least two touchdowns here. So give me OSU minus 10 and a half. I think they ride the wave and I think they're going to be undefeated rolling into uh, to game day. ESPN, I know you guys listen. Uh, <laughs> it's still water uh, for a night game. Okay. I like it. Uh, Jameson, who you got? I actually really feel good about this Oklahoma State line, and here's why. I, I think there's a couple of things that go into this. And the number one is uh, how even though they played a rough uh, defense in TCU last week, the ability for that team to even put 63 up against anybody in conference play gives me the you know confidence that they have the ability to score the points even if Texas Tech gets a couple of touchdowns to still cover this. And secondly, their defense has just been playing stellar. And the third is Donovan Smith had a great game versus Iowa State. His coming out party, you know, his first start and looked great. But what we've seen a lot just in the history of football um, is the first game a quarterback comes in, they go off because there's not a lot of tape on them. But if they're flawed and they have certain flaws, a good coaching staff – can go and find those flaws and, you know, make sure that they don't have that same type of game again. You know, Chandler Morris, that could have happened to him. Um, Think like Mike White with the Jets this season. That's a very classic example. 
a lot of new quarterbacks get the you know big bump first game, and then the, the team comes around and schemes against them. So I really like Oklahoma State here in their defense to scheme around the new quarterback and make him look not as good as he really was versus Iowa State. Okay, Jameson, big on the pokes there. Moving on to a, this is an interesting line. Number 11, Baylor at K-State, heading to Manhattan. The Bears only favored by one point, which is a pick'em in our uh, system. So you can't, can't, can't win by one, can't lose by one. Um, if you're, if you're a one point favorite, because pushes count. Anyways. You can win by one. You can win by one. Oh, it, okay. Yeah. never mind. Yeah. yeah you, 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 you win either way. Yeah. Um, so, Jamison, uh, are are you weirded out by this line? Does Vegas know anything? Absolutely, I'm weirded out by this line. There's a, like a lot of the times whenever I'm kind of indecisive on something, I try to like look what would make the most sense in the future. And Baylor kicked the field goal at the end, and we there's a lot of people talking about it for the hope of a three way tie. But in actuality, that's just that doesn't matter anymore. Um, so, uh it's kind of just weird. Like how, what is the chance that you see Baylor at the end of this season, you know, pushing in the argument, you know, if one game goes their way with no USU game, they can make the big 12 championship. I'm having trouble seeing it guys. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to go Kansas state here. I hate to say it, but I, I know it's, it's weird to say, but Kansas state and Manhattan's played pretty well this season. Um, and Baylor coming off a big win. We saw how the week before, Whenever they're looking big at Oklahoma, uh, they overlooked it and stumbled. And then coming off this big win, they might be looking a little bit too far ahead about scenarios and other teams winning and losing that Kansas State might sneak up and bite them. So I'm going to go K-State. Okay. Ty? I really like – I really like – I'm going to – just bottom line up front, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with Jameson on the pick, but I really like – his his reasoning. I, I like what he laid down. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, not to cousin Greg this, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> don't want to disagree with anyone. But play my game on behind the scenes. Another great character this season. Um, but yeah, I I like. Okay, well, I guess you know. I why is this even on the slate? I guess for the Schooner Pod because it's going to be a literally a win for everyone, I guess. Uh, isn't it? Because you can't lose well, it. Well, I mean, nope. either yeah, team can no, win by either team. Either team can win by more than one. one. It's not. <laughs> well, no, no, it's, nope. You, 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 you completely cousin greg it. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. You cousin greg it so hard, Ty. Uh, I just, I just think I, I've been, I've been thinking a lot. And I think that I can't believe you came into this pick. Like I can yeah. win either way. Like no, I no, no, don't no. no. I mean, I said I said bottom line up front. I I'm gonna go with Baylor here, but I I don't disagree with anything that Jameson said. I'll just cut out the bits for for time. Um, I I like the storyline, right? That Baylor is maybe perhaps a bit overhyped. Um, and I'm not saying that as a sore loser. Just to clarify, I think that OU was very much overhyped going into that that Baylor game. Uh, full podcast. Uh, earlier this week, if you guys want to hear more thoughts, but yeah, I, I think that I, I think that Baylor has it, and it's not just because Baylor's eleven and K State is unranked. I understand they're playing uh, at at uh, K State, but I I do think Baylor is, you know, I'll cold take myself for my early season picks, but Baylor is 
turned out to be one of the better teams uh, in the Big 12, for sure. Um, they very much could be the champions uh, if, if OU really drops at, at the end of the season. So I like Baylor minus one here. I, I think it's – if I had to pick out right, which is what this line is, I think Baylor wins it. So give me Baylor minus one. If it is to be said, so it be, so it is. Oh, uh, my goodness. <laughs> Blake, who do you got? I got to ride with Baylor. I've been the only supporter of them, I feel like, this entire year on the podcast. Last week, Went going on the Baylor. island. I, I've i been the only supporter, though. I've been the only person that has, like, somewhat believed in this team. And I told y'all last week, I was like, this Baylor team, feisty Gary Bohannon, which I thought even though the box score was shit and he was throwing a lot of interceptions and really bad passes, like, what a way that when he realized, like, passing game's not working out, he just ran all over o- the OU defense. And, like, that's the Gary Bohannon I remember, and he hasn't really been doing that this season just because he's actually been a really good passer, but completely eviscerated that uh, OU defense. I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all, and it just made me so happy last week. But Dave Aranda, I think, is a great coach. I don't think he's going to be at Baylor much longer. Uh, I think he's either going to have to get – they're going to have to give him the uh, big boy payday or they're going to have to, or he's going to leave. But I think he's a great coach. He's done an awesome job. Baylor kind of still in the big 12 chip, like championship race. They need some, they need some help, but give me Baylor. I just think more talented, better coach. Fair enough. And I, I see that, but uh, I raise you Chris Kleiman, uh, who I think is, um, <laughs> I think Dave Rand is a great coach. Race? Uh, race? <laughs> Lower. I, <laughs> I, I I think Chris Kleiman's a, a better coach than Dave Aranda. He does. I think he Dude, does. What? Okay. So I think he does more with thing. less. Stop it! Rings. Stop it! No. Rings. Took, Dave Aranda, without any transfers, took a two in seven team and now have multiplied their wins by about three or four times and are competing for the Big Twelve championship. Where Chris Kleiman has been a nice fat six and six, seven and five. Like that's what he's getting. Up it was in a weird it's... COVID year, man. Like, come on. Like, They're let's... not much better this year. Like the job that Dave Aranda has done there, they beat y'all last week. They killed y'all. I'm not and... saying Dave Aranda's a bad coach. Uh, but that's how do you not think what I'm Chris Kleiman's better just because he's at K State? They're and seven and three. Six... Yeah, but they're not. They haven't beaten anybody good. They can't beat good teams. They oh, okay, so they lost OSU, lost OU, lost Iowa State. I think they beat Baylor here. All of those games were well. No, uh, Farmageddon. Chris Kleiman's a better coach. I think Who's Chris trying Kleiman's... to hire Chris. They're they're considering David Randa for the USC job for the LSU job. They're not considering Chris Kleiman. Stop I, that, buddy. I, that is a bad take. That is I think a bad it's, take. That I is... think it's a sneaky good take. I think he's no, sneaky... it's not sneaky good. You're overthinking. Chris Kleiman's kind of a weirdo. Yeah, it's he's not a weirdo, he, but he, I think he's a good coach. Uh, I think he's, stars, stars matter, and he recruits like two stars. Like he's he's coaching out of Manhattan, Kansas. That's yeah, to- but you gotta get you can't get. I know the top classes, but dang, like they were bottom. They were like as low as Kansas. Like yeah, no, that's what I. He's he's only been there two years. I'm just I saying. Know, so like, is Dave Aranda. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, I know that's different though. Dave Aranda inherited like this this team that just went to the to a sugar bowl and a yeah, and they big... all they all they all went to the NFL draft or they all transferred away, Bobby. That's why yeah. they won two games last week Chris, last uh, year. I'm Chris not saying Kleiman. he's bad. Chris Kleiman kind of looks like if uh, 
It's a bad take. If Tony Soprano was uh, English instead of Italian. (laughs) Chris Kleiman's a better coach than Dave Aranda. That's a bad take. Ever since Chris Kleiman urged the media to have more positivity because their players obviously weren't taking it that well. I lost so much respect for him because I was bad take. You, you guys not, talk look. about coaches being soft during press conferences. Whew. No, I, I agree that's soft. But look, I, I think I think Kleiman is kind of a good coach. I think he's better than no, people see, think. You always do this, Bobby. We hit you back on your little hot takes, and then no, you come back hot take. No, he I'm might be better. Like now, you're all indecisive. I think Rand is a good coach. I. Kind of like climbing more. He's weird. He's crafty. He gets these upsets like in these situations. What I think this is this is climbing time right here. I guess this we'll have to talk time. about this next. When, next when he has a healthy Skylar Thompson, Kansas State is good. They are like a pretty good team. You were about to say elite. You were about to say elite. I, I wasn't going to say elite. They're play. not elite. They're pretty good. And they win games like oh. this. And they're going to win this game. There's a reason this elite. line is Baylor minus one. Because Chris Kleiman has weird, weird, weird energy and finds ways to do this. He's perfect for this position in Manhattan, Kansas. I think he's going to build a damn winner in Manhattan. A winner, you just gotta go. That's what I'm saying. He's a seven and five coach, Bobby. That's fine. Kansas that's State not is Dave the, Aranda. Kansas State's that's... like the second or third best program in the Big Twelve since it existed. If you look at if you look at their records, if you look at what they've won, they've so won you're Big Twelve. They're gonna make a winner out of them, but yet they've been the second or third best team. K State is the second or third best team out of OU, Texas. They're. I mean, look at look no look at their their, their sustainability. But, then, but you're saying he's making a winner out of them. They already were a winner. I, I think he's going this to keep. A, keep he's going to keep them being a winner. There we go, Bobby. He's going to keep there them there go. in Manhattan, Kansas. You have to sustain it. He, he's taking. He's only trying to sustain the success of I don't know one of the biggest miracle workers in college football history. Wait, are we talking about Lincoln Riley or are we talking no, about No, no, we're talking about Bill Snyder, rest in peace. Just kidding, he's not dead. Um No, I look, I just I, I think Clement's damn good. I think he's going to win like several Big Twelve champions once championships once OU leaves. Oh my god. I'm saying it. Ooh. I was bad, Bobby. He's this is really not bad. Several. Let me write several. this down. I need several. to write this. several. I- Several Big 12 championships. Now. I'm calling it right now. Oh, woof. All right. Okay. Yeah, I think can you throw in that. Kansas State is – look, I, I'm just saying if he he has a tough job. This is one of the toughest jobs in the country to get people to go to Manhattan, Kansas, and actually win. That's tough. And but I they think he's winning. But they, but they were winning, though. It's under tough, a, but under a wizard. Okay. It takes a, so – the second Snyder left the first time with Ron Prince, they were garbage. And then they they bring in Kleiman, and they're – okay, first year they weren't great because Thompson got hurt. You've had to put in horrible Will Howard. But, like, if if they can keep getting, like, good quarterbacks like Skylar Thompson, I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying they I like Kleiman a lot. To I clarify, like, they get a locket next year. They get a locket next year. I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, Big Twelve Championship in 2023, right there. They're oh, gonna get God. another like. Let me write this down. They're gonna get another like Colin Klein type, the second OU, put it in your calendar and just like, murder all of y'all. Or I'm just now making a running dock of Bobby's cold takes. It's just, <laughs> just murder. So I, actually, you know what? I'm going to my calendar app. 
I'm going to go all the way to 2023. Look, 2023. Kansas State's going to finish ahead of Baylor. Watch. Wait, you Because they're going to win this down, week. Bobby. What? So 2023 Big 12 Championship, Kansas State, right? Yeah, assuming OU's gone. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. So when either team scores, you score. Of course, if Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings will not leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on either team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get down to the big pick, the one that everyone's clearly excited for, or at least they were in uh, September. Iowa State at Oklahoma. Sooners favored by four. Um, we got big nude Saturday, and uh, this this is going to have to be a big recovery for the Sooners. Um, Vegas clearly does not believe in them, and I don't know if we should at all. But at the same time, I... I it's hard for me to not think that OU bounces back. Um, Iowa State's defense has clearly regressed. Their offense is still a massive concern. Um, the the, the um, punishing wide receivers, you know, with Xavier, uh, Xavier Hutchinson and um, you, you got Charlie Kohler as well as a tight end and everyone's a, a, a captain. That's startling, clearly, because uh, they have a little C's on their chest. That's very, you know, oh, wow, so many captains. I will say, Bobby, I wish there was like a whole hour-long podcast I could listen to about this. Oh, yes. Uh, if you wanted to listen to this, I would check it out on uh, the Schooner Pod feed. You know, it's just the one right below this. So make sure to listen to that after you're finished with that. With this. Um, anyways, look, I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I, I think OU gets this win. Um, I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be sloppy. I think it's going to be frustrating. But um, I, I just... I feel like OU bounces back in these sort of environments and these sort of tests. And uh, even though I think Iowa State is a very, very good team, and this is going to be a hard, hard game, um, you shouldn't expect a win. Like, you you shouldn't come in here expecting an easy win for sure. I'll I'll just say that. Um, I still think OU gets a win and uh, covers the the four points here. Um, Blake, who do you got? I'm just fading OU. They play nobody, Paul. They beat nobody. They really haven't. When I thought about it, I sat down and watched the nice college football playoff show today. Kind of uneventful. But the one thing I did realize, OU has literally beat nobody this year. And I'm just going to hope that the Iowa State that I knew last year can kind of keep it close. A nice late ass alley field goal. To I, I realize you know, ass alley is not their kicker anymore. So I said oh, that a couple no. episodes ago. And I felt like a dumb dumb when I realized he isn't kicking. Did I don't he, know if he got benched or something. Or Did he graduate no. and just like not want to play more football? Or he, he's, not he's not in the NFL. 
Is it like Connor? Connor Assel, yeah. He, he went, it, it, it was Harvest in the season. Sure if I could he seems to be still playing there. I don't know I if I've seen it. He went four for four this year. He must have. Uh, Jesus. It's an ass alley tradition goal. that you must plow the field, Connor. His field goal percentage and extra point percentage is, well, never mind. It's, yeah, he's on the team this year. Yeah. And he went four for four. What the heck happened to him? Did yeah, he... he's 100%, dude. Absolutely. But he's not right. But he's not. He, wait, he's listening to. Eh, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Anyways, Blake, you're, so you're fading to uh, OU. I don't blame you. Uh, anything else you want to say about that? Uh, oh, no, that's sorry. Uh, that's <laughs> from 2019. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I just think OU hasn't beaten anybody. There's obviously some uh, turmoil going on in the locker room. We got who's the starting quarterback this week? Who knows? Because Lincoln Riley can't seem to decide. He already yeah, why is he it. pulling him? He had the perfect excuse because I knew all the OU fans last week were going to come into the chat and be like, it's his hand, it's his hand, yada, yada, yada. But then Lincoln Riley put him back in there. And I'm like, now that excuse is gone, Lincoln Riley, we know, kind of some ties to Baton Rouge maybe, kind of causing oh, a little stop. division in the locker room. Oh, stop. Get out of here. Where, where okay. Get out of here. Let's Can go. I, it's if, all orchestrated. If this happened, so, if Lincoln Riley... Where are the ties? Honestly, or, I want to know where the ties are. The what? Where? What is the tie of Lincoln to Baton Rouge? Just, it's just speculation. Okay, here's the exactly, thing. Exactly. Can I spe- come on? Wait, what if... Can I come if, on the emergency pod, though? If Lincoln Riley leaves to LSU, since I'm talking about it now, can I come on the emergency podcast? We, we will shut the could. podcast down if that happens. He could. There's just no legitimate ties to it right now. No, if, I've just, I, I, I've just I, I, LSU, If LSU are saying... Him, so sources are saying uh, Justin Fuente to TCU is a lock. That source is also me. Okay. So I, I'm just saying I have a gut feeling. If okay. LSU told him that he never has to talk to the press ever again, I don't know how you do that. Or maybe LSU promised that they disband their student newspaper if he wins. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that would get him. But outside of just saying you never have to do a press appearance, I don't see it. Fair, fair enough. If he uh, does Ty, go, I want to be on. I want to lap up some tears. You I will not. Come on here. We will not intentionally will. bring you on here to dance on our graves, Mike. That won't happen. I told you. If that happens, make the deal with me right now. Make no the deal with me. Why? Why do I make that deal with you? You're what do I have to? So, what do I have to gain? Just do, because you're so confident in it, I just think it could happen. But what do I have to gain? Does he just like? Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. It's not. It was never in the works. Then just say, then just say I can come on. If it's not going to happen, then just say I can come on. But I don't want to. (laughs) See, you're all Mister Confident, and then you won't back up. But like we have, what do I have to gain? Your entire, your entire thing is based on like sensationalist yellow journalism. Then tell me I can come on. Tell me I can come on. You can can come on if you listen to Boomer Sooner for six hours before it. Oh, okay, I'll do it. Deal. But like slow, <laughs> Boomer no, Sooner for six hours, Deal. but it's like a slowed down, sad version of Boomer Sooner, <laughs> like the uh, like the ESP or the, sorry, the NFL on Fox like injury theme version of Boomer That's Sooner. Fine. I will Just, do that for six hours. I will one hundred percent do that if that right. motion to vote. I concur. Yes. All right, yeah, I think right. that's yes. the motion yes. passes. <laughs> Ty, who do you have for this game? <laughs> I like this one. I like this one because. 
OU, obviously we lost last week. Great game to Baylor and their coaches. Iowa State has been very disappointing this season, um, which goes against uh, my beliefs on this line. And then um, OU also been very disappointing this season, but we sort of eked it out in everything. But um, Blake distracted me with the text. Everything but, <laughs> but Baylor. Uh, but I like this one because I think had we just squeaked by Baylor in one of those basically losses, but we won like we've been doing all season, I think this line would just be ridiculous. So I really like four here. It's in Norman. We're coming off a loss. It's our last home game. I think that OU is legitimately the better team. I, I think we we have a lot of issues on on defense. We have a lot of issues with with sort of offensive schemes and making things click. But I think I don't think anyone would disagree with me, including Iowa State fans that could be impartial. Um, that OU is fundamentally a better team and a better coach team and should win this game by at least a touchdown, which is seven, well, six points uh, with an extra point. Both of those are more than four. So give me OU minus four here. We did a whole, we only did like 10 minutes on Iowa State, but (laughs) (laughs) we have a whole podcast on it, so to speak. Yeah, give me the Sooners here. I I like OU at home, last home game. Uh, Iowa State's been disappointing. OU has a storyline to bounce back, hopefully. So, yeah, one of the ten minutes was me just insulting Iowa State. So, it's pretty great. Which was which was great. We needed it. Lo- um, we had to fill our quota. Uh, Jamison, who you got? I'm picking OU, and this is not because of Homer takes, or I'm not going <laughs> to say like I believe take. in this team. No, it's because of both of these teams are coming off tough losses in their own respect of, you know, context last week. Iowa State's loss essentially just threw them to the dump. They do not have a Big 12 championship possibility now. And um, that team is, what are they going to be fighting for? There's a lot of seniors on that team that have been playing together for a long time. We've been saying that these guys have been on this team forever. Like, when are they going to leave? You know, what's the point of, how much effort are you going to put in if you know your final, you know, last road is blocked off? Uh, so I think that's tough. But in OU's case, obviously, there's been a lot of times where we just play down to our opponent. Um, we obviously saw it versus Kansas. We've seen it versus Tulane. We've seen it versus majority of the teams this season. But a loss last week does not take OU's final goal out of statistical chance. We still have a chance to run the table, make it to the Big 12 championship. And if a couple of things fall our way with an Oregon loss or a Cincinnati loss, there is chance to get to the goal that they want to and achieve. So it's a little bit more urgent now, and these procrastinators might have even more urgency to do well in this game versus Iowa State. And it being at home is very, very positive. I understand the sentiment of saying OU is just – fool's gold and they'll continue to be fool's gold but i think there's a lot of effort issues on this team and i hopefully they can come up and play and realize that there's still a chance to get to their final goal on saturday also yeah, shout out to future head coach uh matt campbell of the tc horn frogs okay really that, it's that, actually he's rumored like we've talked with him we've had talks so that that is literally 
that that is that is probably as probable as Lincoln Riley to. You LSU. don't want that. You no, don't. It's you don't a, no, want Bobby. That. Bobby, don't. This one's actually like sourced. I, there's sources that they're, they're sources. Sources. Yeah. Sources. This is the scooter pod. This isn't <laughs> me now. joking around. This is okay. This is all sourced right. material. They because it makes sense. It's like you can only win so much at sense. Iowa State. Yes, it does. Like your recruiting potential is only so high at Iowa State. I mean, you're not wrong because you know Texas yep. is. It's better know, at TCU. Yes. Yeah, Texas. Look at the recruit classes. Like yeah. we have, like the third best recruiting class in the Big Twelve usually. And you know, it will probably be the top one. And then in the new Big Twelve, we might be one or two consistently. Well, yeah, I think it's a good spot for. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. Think I know you seem Iowa weird State. about it, but it's like literally just Iowa State. There's not much there. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, he's Anyways. going somewhere. He's not. He's not staying there forever. He's he's resisted. He's resisted the swan song at much bigger places than TCU. The Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Well, has Condoleezza Rice? <laughs> God. Let's move on to our favorite pick of the week. It is our wild card where we pick whichever game we want on the slate. It's not my favorite. No, it is not ties. He would actually be in the lead if it was not for the wild card. So, Jameson, I'll let you get us uh, started off here. Um, who are you going to pick? I've scrolled through all of these um, teams, hoping something would pop out to me that I would just love. I always say, like, oh, this actually makes logical sense. I can talk about it. Um, I can actually give an argument for it. There's one game that I've been wanting to pick, but I just don't – I wish there was a half point less. And I like – the Bo Nix experience has ended. He's out for the season. And then maybe coming out and throwing some hands for South Carolina. But DraftKings has it at seven and a half. And I just don't want to have to deal with a half point loss. And that would just hurt me too much. So I'm going to go with my emotion. And I think I need this. Um, and if it fails me, I move on and I put my head down. But I need this revenge. And that is Utah State playing Wyoming and I cannot stand you Wyoming I cannot stand them Utah State is a five-point favorite I have no analysis for this I would love to hear Blake's analysis this is pure emotion pure emotion I told you stop stop messing with (laughs) Wyoming the Broncos the Cowboys are gonna kick you in the face and kick you in the jaw again if you keep messing around with them they didn't actually kick me they kicked you in the is it in Laramie no, it isn't. It's uh, uh, Utah State. Utah State's a weird team, though. I've watched them play a little bit. They're, like, very hot and streaky. Like, they will go out, I think, which game was it? It was against North Dakota. They, like, struggled for, like, three quarters and then decided to, like, turn on the Jets on them and then put, like, 28 straight points. They're a boomer bust, dude. They they did win by 31 last week for San Jose State, a team that kind of We have already gone over it. San Jose State. But they We've did already... cover versus Wyoming. They did cover versus Wyoming. Don't do it. Don't. I, I think you did I, it. Already. I've already done it. He's I've already, already had it. my mulligan. I'm, I told you, I don't have any real thing other than emotion here to pick um, against Wyoming. And if they burn me again... Okay, I'll I'll take it and I'll take it right on the chin with the bucking of the Bronco or the Cowboy right onto the. Why do I say Bronco? Because Boise State, because um, the bucking of the Cowboy right in the jaw, and um, I'll take it. But I want this really bad. Okay, he is fighting Wyoming once again. Ty, what what you got there, buddy? 
Ah, yes. Well, for the for the uh, listeners, our valued, loved listeners uh, who who cannot see, I was reading Baron <laughs> uh, Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms, uh, which is a great tie-in um, to not Blake's current employer, but to my pick. Uh, which, as a learned individual, uh, I would like to to take the the most learned game of the week that everyone seems to be forgetting. And that is Harvard, Yale. Uh, and uh, as a, as a, as a college dropout, um, <laughs> I, I haven't Paid. even mentioned what I'm going to pick. I, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It took a long time to even find a, a line for this. Uh, but as a learned, as a yeah, learned, lines don't come out to like Saturday morning. As a, so no, I, I found one. I found a repeatable one. As a learned, a uh, 25-year-old college sophomore at a state school known for football and partying, uh, I am qualified to pick this one. So I currently have it at uh, Harvard, um, who is seven and two this season, very much the favorite in this game uh, against Yale, who is five and four this season. Um, Harvard currently projected this could change we're recording on on tuesday night um so this could change i have harvard at minus five and a half right now um Where are you finding this line Where? <laughs> uh, this was on some draft kings oh uh, yeah it, definitely on draft kings oh, so, no well there's not is, a line it, in, okay it's definitely on draft kings full, full clarification <laughs> there's not a line announced but there is projected points announced on the bank. Okay, this is not a line. This That's is the same thing. It's the same thing. No, 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 Yale is projected twenty. Is that does that not directly translate to a minus five point no, five? That's, that's not how line making works. Let's just work roll that? with it. Let's just roll with it. Okay. If it, I will, I will issue uh, an addendum that we can, <laughs> I guess, release on the social medias. All I'm going to say, you know what? Regardless of the line. No disrespect to a uh, friend of the Schooner Pod, it, it, Yale alumnus, alumni. I only took Latin for a couple years. Give me Harvard to win this one. Give me Harvard to to take the cover. I think I I I did look up a few highlights here and there before. Harvard does seem to be a markedly better team. Um, so I like them at sort of. Anything south of like 21, I think Harvard takes the cover. Uh, the game is at Yale, but give me the big red H here over the blue Y. Uh, not BYU. Very confusing logos. I always get confused. Uh, many people, many people are saying it's very confusing that BYU should change. Uh, many people are saying that BYU should release their emails. Uh, oh my god! Where BYU's emails? Maybe but, yeah. maybe this is the politics that they're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> Give me Harvard, uh, okay. minus five and a half. But just for for the pod, I guess if they don't release lines, give me Harvard up to minus fourteen, uh, and then we'll flip it. Okay, so Ty goes with a uh, Harvard minus basically anywhere between plus minus zero and minus fourteen. Give me Harvard. Oh, okay, fine. Okay, uh, Blake, who do you got? 
I gotta go back to the well. Because I hate the team that they're going against. Give ah, me UNLV. Yes. Plus, I think it's like 11, 11 and a half, 10. It's somewhere within there. Whatever DraftKings has it at against San Diego State. Those frauds. Those frauds. They barely been escaping games all season. They have no right to be in the Mount West Conference Championship. But what sucks, we have two of the people's favorites. We got Nevada. We got Fresno State that's going to get left out because these bums. These bums have barely been skirting by. They had one win. They beat Utah, but it was Charlie Brewer, Utah. And he had gotten benched that game. They had no... They were in complete distress. They... There was, that's their only win. They're, this team's bums. They can't stop the run. The one thing UNLV does do, I can't say well because UNLV doesn't do things well, but the one thing they do is they run the ball. They only threw it 25 times last game, ended up in two interceptions. That's not good. But their uh, running back, Charles Williams, got 38 carries for 266 yards and three touchdowns. The man is a monster because that's all they can do is run. So run it down their throats. Screw San Diego State in their top 20 ranking. That makes no sense compared to a Houston team that is far more deserving over this bum team. They're full of bums. I hate Brady Hope. I hate the Aztecs. Get them off and get them out of my life. Maybe lose the final few games so we can see a Fresno State and Nevada, a deserving, a deserving champion in the Mountain West Conference Championship. Give me UNLV. The run reps. No, no bias, no vested interest, of course, in that in that pick. Nope. Uh, uh, yeah, UNLV uh, that will be plus ten and a half for the running reps. Perfect. So cool. All right, I'm gonna go with one, um, and I, I I think this is kind of a popular pick around a lot of people. I'm fading the hell out of Cincinnati. Uh, SMU they struggled a couple weeks ago with their back to back losses, but um, you know plus ten and a half here. I don't know. I kind of like that line. Uh, since he beat a very bad USF team to bounce back, I guess. I don't know. The only thing they did was piss off a lot of people who just wanted to watch USA-Mexico in the, the uh, World Cup qualifier. Um, that's that's all I, I really gleaned from that game. So give me uh, SMU. Give me the ponies to, 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 to just go straight into Nippert Stadium. Uh, kick the bear cat in the jaw and uh, get this just annoying uh, Cinderella story out of my sight because since he is, uh, they, they ain't the one. I love that one. Speaking of Nippert, what is the lump on the horn frog? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyways, guys, great slate, great times. This was one of our, one of the more fun, fun times I've had on a uh, schooner pod for sure. Um, no, it especially- wasn't great. Yeah, had had a blast on this weekend spread. So, um, any final words, uh, Blake? I'll let you let you go, and we'll um, just kind of, you know, counterclockwise it. Yeah, all this episode taught me is I need to start logging some people's bad takes, and Bobby gave me a nice litany of them. So, gotta what go about the put in the morning. Is a good quarterback. We should have logged that one. No, yeah, good one. I need who, to... who had that one? <laughs> I don't know. No, who, who, no, I'm a good not. quarterback. No, I not. A good, a good quarterback. He's gonna be good. I'm. I'm <laughs> like that's that's still up for debate. Yeah. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I need to check right. my air conditioner. It's getting cold in here. Maybe it's just Blake's takes. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna be crying whenever he takes the Heisman away from Caleb Williams next year. What a great comeback. Ooh, what it would just I a know. Sick bur- it, it was such a great comeback. It's not comeback. even a burn. It's just like 
it's just gonna be facts. Like, I think he's just gonna, he's probably gonna transfer, go to somewhere better. At least we know whatever coach he's probably gonna go to is not gonna bench him randomly in the middle of the biggest game of the season, but that's... J- Jameson has pulled his uh, snowball. You're talking about Dan Mullen Jameson has something to say. Oh, Jameson has this speaking I, snowball. I have nothing to say. I was just wanting to hold it like Dirk Nowitzki does. Well, that was actually some really good sound quality, actually. So, All right. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Need you need to hold it there for the whole pod. Well, folks, it's Wait, been about... Wait, I didn't get my closing. Okay, go for it. Get your closing. It's been... Go for it. I had something. I had something. Um. Oh, yeah. I, I love Bobby's pick. Fade Cincy. Cincy is a fraud. Uh, they're literally just Houston of the North, commuter school that wears red. Uh, that's garbage. Okay. You know what? I, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I, I sincerely do hope since he makes it to the playoff. So I can no, I can You're land so I can land a Georgia minus fifty four line against them. Oh my god! All right, folks, thank you all so much for listening to another week of the weekend spread. This has been a uh, epic with uh, a lot of fun little issues from Blake's uh, fire alarm to Rosie to uh, my computer literally dying <laughs> midstream. So thank you all for your patience, and uh, we'll try to do better next week. So. For me, Jameson, Ty, and Bowden Blake, this has been the Weekend Spread. We'll catch you next week. Good luck out there and happy picking. Look at that, I'm rich again. Lady Luck, they call him Lady Luck. Put it on black. It's red. Ah, I'm a dead man. Uh, look. Oregon has been waiting to trip up all season long. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> oh, my God. He, okay. this, happened, this happened last night no. at 3 a.m. Like, this thing has been hair trigger. It happened what? twice today. It happened once at 3 a.m. last night. And now, oh, no. Just, no. What, Blake what, called so what just happened? Threat. Blake called in a bomb threat on his own apartment because he doesn't want to pick the TCU. He heard Bobby about to pick Utah. And he's like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Is that the bad take like, alarm? Like, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> are you gonna evacuate blake or are you no gonna... it's a false alarm they've had three okay. in the past 24 hours i'm not leaving just keep it keep it's it on mute to... and we will and, and we will just we will just uh let go through it whenever you got rosie is the alarm oh, for bobby rosie's alarmed okay we're just gonna what time out i'm gonna let her out <laughs> production value of this podcast. Keep it live! Keep it live! Keep it live. Keep it rolling. Keep it live. Blake has now left. Oh, oh man. Pierced. They just left us. They it just left be, me and Todd. It could be oh, an actual no. fire. And if you don't like that, you don't like Schooner Pod. This That's was only a few seconds. It needs to stay in. That's incredible. Blake is left with a concerned look on his face. There may actually be a fire. No, dude. That, dude living in an apartment... Like stuff like that, I feel like happens way too much. At least once a year, I hear people talk about that. That exact alarm was what my alarm was at at my old apartment, so it, it triggered back some bad memories of um, like three a.m. Ugh, it was the worst. Oh, he has returned. Okay, Blake's back. If okay, just <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably go off.
It'll probably go off in like five minutes. I'll just hop oh, back man. on, rattle <laughs> off my picks auctioner style wherever we are. I'll just keep track live from the Titanic. Yeah, hey, just just uh, just put them in the chat. Um, you can stay muted and just put them in the oh, chat wait. as we go. Yes, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're, good. we're back. We're, is it my this, turn? This no, 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 I haven't no, given my no, I haven't no, given no, my no, take. Oh, yet. Okay. <laughs> okay, so back to it. <laughs> 